0: everyone this is Kimberly and this is Katie and you're listening to a date with Dateline hi there
1: no don't start it again
0: where'd you go <laughs> hey oh this is a different episode I do want to thank before we get started third of three at UMD for telling me what it was that I was thinking of it's Tom Haverford yes. saying to Leslie Nope on Parks and Rec when they get matched on a dating site yes. and he yes. says where'd you go boo come back to me <laughs> it's so
1: crazy. <laughs> and Tom Haverford is like the exact kind of character yes. who would say something like that. Yeah, it's
0: horrible. Oh, we are doing an episode before we get started. Actually, everyone, listen to our episode with Josh Mankowitz. We just did an interview with him, and it was so much fun. We talked about his latest yes. episode, but we also talked about JFK Jr. and jet skis and hankies—the whole gambit.
1: And it's just great to hear him talk in like a candid manner. So if you're interested in just hearing him talk, he's so well-spoken. It's delightful.
0: Yeah. He also has big opinions on things, which I love. He does. Yeah. He won't back down. I love it. And I didn't mean that in a bossy way. He just says snarky and he won't like hide it. That's what I love.
1: Yeah. You didn't mean not back down. You mean isn't trying to cover it. Yeah.
0: Isn't trying to hide his feelings, his true feelings for something that he doesn't like, which I love
1: like most of us. So that's great. I like it.
0: (laughs) Society's rules. He's flaunting them. So this episode is called Deadly Trust. Last week's episode was a repeat and a really sad one. So we're skipping it. But and this one's also sad. All murder sad. Obviously, I don't have to say that, but I am saying it. But this one has some great stuff in it. And I've been wanting to do it for a long time. So
1: it's an interesting story, too. I like the ones that go on for many years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So this aired on December 12th, 20. Nope. April 13th, 2012, 2012. So it's like eleven, eight, nine. Math is hard. You guys, it's nine years old and
1: it's almost 10 years old.
0: It's almost tw- what? No, it's 2021. So it's nine years old.
1: Right. It's almost 10 because if you had added a 10 to that, it would be 2022. That's how I did it. So I couldn't get to nine, but I could get to it's not 10, but it's almost 10.
0: But it's 10 in like a year. That's just nitpicky. <laughs>
1: it's true. I'm not good at the math. I'm really not good. I had to have a tutor. I'm not good. We're
0: recording during the day and we never record during the day. And It's throwing me off. There's sun outside. At, this is going to be one of those times where I mix up words and say things funny and you're not going to understand. So get ready to tweet at me and tell me what I said wrong because I'm ready to take it. And I will take it like a champ. I promise. So this Deadly Trust is season 20, episode 38, hosted by Keith Morrison. I want to say something. We don't do a lot of impressions of the way the hosts talk. We do like kind of dramatic readings, but not full on impressions. And a lot of our listeners don't watch Dateline because they're in different countries. And they recently, True Crime Obsessed recently covered a special that Keith Morrison hosted. And Patrick had never heard Keith's voice before and was going insane. And then a few of our listeners wrote and said, I hadn't heard Keith's voice actually until... True Crime Obsessed, because they air clips from the episodes. Oh, how did they do that? I don't know. Law and, These are their stories, does it too? A lot of podcasts do. We could maybe do it. I don't know if we want to even ask.
1: Maybe that would be something to ask you guys. Would you find this more interesting or enjoyable if there were clips from the show? Because I don't know.
0: It would be a lot more work. For sure. And I think we would ask Dateline to be nice. And would, they might have to ask NBC. And you know what?
1: We might need a bigger favor later.
0: Yeah. I still have a question about Keith's jacket that time, if it was velvet or velour. And girl, just email him
1: (laughs) if it's that. No, wait a minute. If it was velvet or velour, the same thing. Velvet and velour. Oh,
0: velvet and corduroy. Okay. So this episode is Deadly Trust, season 20, episode 38, hosted by Keith Morrison. It is on the Peacock app. Thank you, Peacock app. Appreciate it. Yeah, there is. OK, Keith says, but I'm not going to do the impression because it's not going to be good. Maybe I'll try. No, I can't. Half the time when you do an impression of Keith Morrison, you're doing a Bill Hader impression.
1: You're stalling.
0: There's a I, I can't. I'm just not going to do it. OK, because then there's too much pressure now. There's a place.
1: I really want to try.
0: That, OK, I'm going to tell you the line and you can try. Okay, OK, all right. There's a place. Call it a pot of gold at the end
1: of ambition. No, I can't do too much pressure. Okay, I know, right? Okay, it's it's like way too much pressure. No, I think we need to just, we do impressions of everything else we do. badly. Let's just, let's leave this pure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Newport Beach, California, things like that don't happen here. Mark it off your bingo cards. Yep. Nanette, Johnston, Packard, McNeil. Why did she have so many last names, <laughs> you wonder? We'll get to that was living the dream OC lifestyle. She told her friends that she turned down being on The Real Housewives of Orange County. I don't see it. That's a lie. I'm just calling it flat out right now. That's an absolute lie.
1: It was between me and Heather Dubrow, and she wanted it more, so she got it right. Okay.
0: There's a video of her because she does appear on a show called American Thunder about motorcycles. So basically, she turned down one of the most popular shows on television to be on an episode of a show called American Thunder, where she's sitting on a motorcycle like a perfectly made in a lab Barbie doll, Mm -hmm. polishing a motorcycle and talking about how it's 50K.
1: You can say polishing chrome. It's appropriate. (laughs) Polishing
0: chrome. And when she's asked what she loves about the motorcycle, she says she loves the way it looks and she loves the way that she looks too.
1: Is that all she says?
0: It's basically all she says. So again, she turned down being one of the most popular shows on TV where she would be a star and get one of those intros where she would spin around and say, I love the way it looks. And I don't just mean my motorcycle. Oh, boy. But she turned that down so she could be on this episode of American Thunder and say,
1: I love the way it looks. I really wish she'd turned to the camera and done, my whole life is thunder. (laughs) I would have been so excited.
0: I bring the thunder.
1: American Thunder. I just... Can you, like, hear the... the I can hear the theme song for it without ever hearing it. Like, I know what that...
0: I mean, there was that one show about motorcycles that was pretty popular. I can't think what it
1: was. The garage one where they fix them up and stuff, right? right?
0: But that wasn't this, I don't think.
1: Chopper. American Choppers? American Choppers. There we go.
0: This show might be popular, but I'm telling you it's not as popular as Real Housewives.
1: This sounds like the like, sad cousin of that show. Like, the it's trying really hard, but it's American not, Thunder. Yeah.
0: So she has the tan, she has the French tip manicure, she has a pink skirt, short pink skirt, because that's what you wear on a motorcycle. And because it's the 90s, pink tinted sunglasses. Gotta love it. I would do that. Then there is Eric Naposki. Keith tells us that Eric is three parts ex-football player, personal trainer, and wannabe actor who starred in a never aired reality show called Newport 40. This whole episode from Keith regarding Eric is, was, that, shade, the whole episode. He throws shade, he throws shade right to his face.
1: Yeah, well, Eric's got some trouble. What is Newport 40 about? Unsure. You're 40 in Newport? He doesn't seem 40 at this point. Maybe it is like the most
0: popular people under 40. But then later they show him in a clip from a show and he's talking to the camera like he's acting. So and he's doing like a line reading. So but Keith said it was a reality show. So maybe he was almost on a couple shows or maybe he just acts. And when he's talking as himself, it's so bad that it sounds like he's doing bad acting.
1: Yeah, that could be it.
2: Yeah.
0: So 1994, detectives arrive at a house to find a millionaire entrepreneur, Bill McLaughlin, found shot on the floor. He's a self-made man, the first in his family to go to college, deeply religious, a nice guy, Keith says, 55 years old, a believer in the American dream. He was shot a bunch of times. And the house is very neat and very 90s in the photos. There's one photo that I will be talking about later in B-roll because I found it so confusing that I did post it on social media and asked for questions. There's a pillow situation, and I know we just had a pillow situation with the pillow with Diana's face on it last week, but now we have another pillow situation. Are you looking up the picture right now?
1: Yep. So I don't want to be left so out.
0: There's a, well, I was going to talk about it later
1: in B-roll, but I just want to see it because I think I know what you're talking about, but I want to see if I know it.
0: It's a corner couch like L-shaped with no back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No back and the pillows are stacked sideways like dominoes, but there's no back. So if you would lean back on any pillow, you would instantly fall back to the floor on a like a doing a pratfall like Three's Company. And there's a million pillows and they're alternating pastel colors cuz it's the
1: 90s. But you can't sit on the couch. I I think these Pillows are weighted. I think these are not like a light pillow like you're thinking of. I think these are, I think these are almost like beanbag pillows, like sandbags. Right. I think these are heavily weighted pillows. I've seen them before. Why
0: not just get a couch
1: with a back? Dumb question. It's not cool, Kimberly. They make weighted pillows. This is cool. Yeah. So that, they, so you can have this. I don't
0: think it's a strong enough weight for me to lean back. I'm a heavy lean backer.
1: You can't lean back. This is not a couch for leaning back. You can sit up straight and have the good posture that God intended you to have. Right. Or, yeah, but you can't like lean on this couch.
0: Why are the pillows stacked sideways like that instead of the way they normally would
1: be on a couch? First of all, there's too many. Yeah. And I think these pillows might be so heavily weighted that you could lean back on them. How you can lean back in a beanbag Mm -hmm. and it doesn't flip up on you. I think these might be weighted enough You couldn't put your full weight, but you could lean.
0: See, this is so interesting because I asked people, I got many responses. Most people were just really confused. Not one person said they're weighted pillows. My favorite was if you walk into a house and someone has a couch like that, you instantly make an excuse that you have to leave and walk out backwards.
1: You just turn around and walk right out.
0: (laughs) No, you walk backwards because you cannot trust what these people are up to.
1: What's going on with the couch?
0: I, I gotta, I gotta go. My, i
1: Plugged in something. Hi. Oh, I plugged in my thing. My thing's plugged in. The sunken living room is also an excellent idea. This was not a sunken living room, but I see those are the kind of couches you would see in one. And it does look like that one side has a wooden back, but they do show the couch in another area. And you can see that there is no back on that one side. No back.
0: And the sunken living room would make sense if you were leaning back and you were leaning against one of the stairs of the sunken living room. Yeah. Then I could kind of understand that. Yeah, maybe. I'm glad that you find the couch as fascinating as I do, though, and willing to discuss. It's wild. It's wild, right? It's a bigger mystery to me than who did the killing, honestly.
1: I was pretty sure who did this.
0: Yeah. So they find some papers about a lawsuit from a business partner. That's the big thing that they're going to start looking into. They also find a post-it note from his girlfriend, Nanette, with the many last names, Apparently, they have been dating for three years. She was home late that, that night because her son had a soccer game, which anytime I hear son has a soccer game, I instantly think of Lana, who was fake from 90 Day Fiancé, who kept saying she had to go to her nephew's soccer game. Wasn't real. So she didn't have a oh. nephew. So she's 30 years younger than Bill. She's actually the
1: daughter's age, which
0: Keith is flabbergasted by, but he tries to be very polite about it.
1: So she's 25 at this point and that's 25. Yeah. And he's 55. Yeah. It's a big. Just in this case. Just in this case. Not always. In this case.
0: Nanette helped take care of Bill's son who has a head injury from a drunk driving incident and is pretty badly in has physical limitations and brain injury. And so Nanette helps take care of him, which is nice. She also has business ventures that he would help with. They lived on Newport Bay, and she has two young kids that live with them part-time. When she gets home that night, she sees the crime scene. She talks to the detective. The detective looks at Nanette. The detective looks at Bill's ex-wife, who lives in Hawaii, and the two daughters. He has two daughters because they would get some money. They look at the son, but the son has so many physical limitations, he probably wouldn't even be able to shoot his dad, and he could barely call 911, and so they've they do test him for gunshot residue. It's not him. It was sad. It was very sad.
1: The, su- the situation with the son made me really sad. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nanette moves out of the house after Bill is killed. And he she moves into another house that Bill owns on the beach. And the daughters move back into the family house with the son. Nothing was taken. They think it was a deliberate hit. In his closet, they find an arsenal. He was a gun collector, which I did not see. For some reason, I think people in Orange County don't have guns. And I'm so dumb because they have a lot of guns.
1: I was like, not expecting the number.
0: I think because my family doesn't have guns. I think all families in Orange County don't have guns.
1: I'm sure your your parents' neighbors have guns. Yeah, I'm sure they do too. I think a lot of families, I would be curious to see like on on an average, like in Southern California, how many households have guns? Yeah. Like how many family, at least one, even just one. Right. But he had a ton. He had a ton.
0: So he has so many guns and seven assault rifles, which I was like, what the heck? Wow. So they thought maybe he was killed over a gun deal. He was in a bad gun deal. Mm -hmm. But he was also in this lawsuit with his business partner over the invention of a medical device. It separates plasma from blood and it's used worldwide. Wow. I was deeply injured by one of these machines in college when I tried to donate plasma. Do you remember
1: I do. Was it this machine?
0: I don't know, but it was probably the technology that came from this machine or was this machine. So thanks a lot, Bill. I'm sorry. It's fine. I was heavily bruised. And his business partner, Halbert Fischel, which sounds like the most made up name where you combine multiple names, where you combine several names into one name and yeah. like Rob Eichel, which would be Robert and Michael.
1: It sounds like, what's your name? Halbert. What's your last name, Halbert? Fish. Yeah. Like you're making it up on the spot.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, I didn't think Hal was short for Halbert. So I gave it a bing. It is not short for Halbert.
1: It is not short
0: for Halbert. Halbert is something different. The, Hal is a venerable nickname for Henry, Harry, and Harold, according to Google. How was part of the development of the device early on and after he left the company, that's when the money came in. So he wants a bigger share of that money, even though it came in after he worked on it. That's a tricky situation. Just two weeks before the murder, the courts decided in Bill's favor and he was going to get $9 million. But there's something left behind at the crime scene. There's a key stuck in the lock of the open front door. And a key on the front mat. So is the key actually stuck in the lock? Like you can't get it out because it's jammed? That's just really, uh, this is just dumb. Don't leave things at the murder scene.
1: The key is left in the lock, just like they unlocked the door. I don't think it's jammed. I think it was just left.
0: And why are there two keys? Because there has to be.
1: We find out. Okay.
0: Well, first I'm going to ask you, Katie, what's the key to great skin?
1: apostrophe. There you go. I was going to say praying. But <laughs> Sometimes no.
0: works. Lord, take away my chin acne from all the masks.
1: <laughs> the, oh, that's Boy, isn't that the truth? Here on A Date with Dateline, we take our skin concerns very seriously. Amen. And if you are interested in having a serious skincare routine and beautiful skin, I would strongly suggest checking out apostrophe. Prescription acne treatment really, really works, but it is kind of a pain to get. You need to take time off work to go see a dermatologist. You need to sit in line at the pharmacy, which these days can be quite an ordeal, waiting for your medications until apostrophe. Apostrophe makes it easy to see a board certified dermatologist online. You get treated immediately and your medications are delivered to your home. All you need to do is fill out Apostrophe's online questionnaire about your skin concerns and your medical history. You take a few pictures and your dermatologist will get back to you with a customized treatment plan tailored just for you. I have been using Apostrophe for, I think, over a year. It has completely changed my skin. The best part about Apostrophe is that they offer topical and oral medications so you can treat your acne from the inside out and the outside in. I take oral medications and thank God for them because I haven't had a lot of luck with over-the-counter topical medications. And the thing that really changed my skin was taking this combination of two pills every single day. Apostrophe treats acne. They can also help you with your other skincare concerns like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even some dark spots. Kimberly, how's your wrinkle regimen going? My wrinkle regimen is going fantastic. I feel like
0: my forehead is as smooth as a baby's bottom. It really is. It's unfair. But because of Apostrophe, because of the, the ointment, thing, is it the right word ointment? Do people not
1: like the word ointment? I like the word ointment. Is it like moist? For a wrinkle treatment, I think you want to be saying you're using ointments. I'm using ointments. The- Topical ointments. And I like them very much. They're really working. Also, speaking of ordering online, that means that the delivery of whatever your skincare regimen is going to be will be delivered right to your door in the cutest packaging you've ever seen in your life. The boxes are adorable. They're these little hard frame boxes that I then use to store bobby pins, safety pins, and Q-tips and other stuff in my house because they're really cute. And it just makes you feel like you're getting A plus service, which you are. Yeah. Right now, get $15 off your first visit with a board certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash date dateline. Use our code date dateline. This code is only available to our listeners. So you go to apostrophe.com slash date dateline, click begin visit, and then use the code Date date Dateline at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. Yay. Yay. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash Date Dateline. Don't forget the code Date Dateline to get $15 off your dermatology visit. Thank you so much, Apostrophe, for being one of our sponsors and for being the exclamation point in skincare. That was good. Thanks. I did a long thing last time about apostrophe lines on your face, which turns out are called parentheses lines. Ah. So I had to cut my entire clever (laughs) thing last time. Just I don't know why I'm telling people now because it defeats the purpose. They never heard it. Anyways, (laughs) thank you, apostrophe. (laughs) Love you. (laughs) You're the best. You're the bestest. You guys check them out. Seriously, you won't regret it. We like to be as clear on
0: our mistakes as our clear skin is transparent I was trying to say go for we like to be as transparent but I like that as clear as our skin perfect so there are two keys which are two clues one is a copy of the front door key and one is which I would guess is the one that's in the lock maybe one is the key to the community pedestrian gate and it's not a copy it's the original so who had access to that community pedestrian gate
1: that's what i meant when you said why were there two yeah the circle pedestrian of G.
0: suspects is getting smaller uh-huh. keith says the person who killed bill and i was like don't say that don't this was before the movie it was yeah two thousands had to be unsure unsure anyways yeah. police looked for a secret relationship secret that's how they found eric naposki he was living in a studio apartment in a Melrose Place style building, just not quite as nice, Keith says. Plus, that shade. It's always shade when it comes to Eric. Yeah. There's a photo of Eric with the craziest sunburn and his eyes are completely white like a reverse raccoon. And I loved it.
1: They show it multiple, multiple times. Multiple times. That's like the, f-
0: yeah. He was on the Seattle Seahawks, but he had too many injuries and he spent too much time on the bench, so he had to retire. Then he went to Southern California and worked at a gym where he met Nanette. He first thought Nanette was a snob because she had expensive sunglasses and watches and all of that. It made me think of The Real Housewives. Wasn't there a Beverly Hills episode about sunglasses that cost like 30
1: grand or something? Oh, yeah, I believe... Oh, it was really funny. It was a woman who was trying to like pretend like she was one of the housewives, but she wasn't. She was a friend and she kept name dropping, but like name dropping price tags of things. And she was doing it to, I think it was Adrian Maloof or someone who just, a few of those women just don't talk about money. It's a gauche, you know what I'm saying? And so they were like really put off by her. Oh, that was a good one. That's a throwback.
0: That's like- (laughs) I thought I'd do a little throwback. That's like the only, the things I remember from Housewives since I stopped watching, It just, it's all early stuff. Yeah.
1: There's some good stuff in the early days. That was good. Yeah.
0: So Eric and Nanette become friends who work out together in more ways than one. Mom, mom. Uh, he is impressed by Nanette because she had graduated early from college and had a business degree. Okay. Okay. In 1994, Nanette's affair with Eric was in full bloom. Even though Eric wasn't exactly flush, as Keith says, was. (laughs) Yes, it it was. It absolutely was. It was fine because she had a ton of money. Eric knows about Bill, but he thinks that Bill is Nanette's business partner and that she is an inventor of things. She's an inventor of a blood separator machine. And Keith says, Sound familiar? And wow. she, he thinks that Bill is her mentor. Meanwhile, she is engaged to Bill, living with Bill and her children live with Bill. I think Nanette is a liar. Eric and Nanette would spend time at her house right on the beach. Her house. It was Bill's other house.
1: Wow. She
0: had a huge blown up glamour shot of herself in the bedroom. This is, I've been dying to find out. Do any of our listeners have one of these? If you do, I want photos, please. You can DM them. I will not post them unless you say it's okay to post them. But I, will, I promise you I won't post them if you don't want me to. But I just want to see them. I want to know, Stephanie on 90 Day has a painting of her with two cats this I think is this Nanette's is a more of a photo, like one of those glamour shots from the mall. And I'd really want to know if anyone has one or if anyone has one of those Andy Warhol style ones with the four squares. Wait, the does colors. it have to be up?
1: Does it need to be on displayed on the wall?
0: No. Okay, so then I want the story, too. So let's say someone gave it to you and or your ex gave it to you and you still kept it, but it's in your garage or something. I would like to know that, too. But I especially want to know if you have one and it's up and what people say when they come in and see it. Like workmen, what do workmen do? They look at it. It does it surprise them or do they see them all the time?
1: I just have a lot of questions, basically. I think the question is, how do you feel about having that up?
0: Well, I'm assuming they feel okay about it if they're sending it to me, but I just want to know what the Venn diagram crossover is of listeners of our show and people who have giant glamour shots of themselves up. If there even is a crossover.
1: I I would say it's maybe 0.05%. Right. So if I get five. I'm going to say it's extremely small. If I hear from
0: five people, Mm -hmm. I'll be
1: delighted. And it has to be a glamour shot Mm -hmm. from the mall, like a specific photo shoot that is not related to a headshot. This needs to be a different, like a photography shot.
0: So take but it doesn't have to be at the mall. It could be at Sears or a studio or something, but it wasn't for the purpose of a headshot for
1: your acting or modeling career. Correct. It had to be just, yeah. Separate to put on the wall. Or someone Got it for you. Right. As a gift, maybe. That used to be like a big gift to get someone glamorous. I wish I had done it. I wish I had some of me as a kid.
0: My mom would get them for my dad all the time, but it was always of our dogs. So we would have these glamour shots of our dogs done with feather boas around them and stuff.
1: But I would really love to have like... One of Joni. One of Joni. Yeah. I love all your dogs, but one of Joni would be priceless. Yeah.
0: So that's what I'm asking of you people. Open up yourselves to me. Make yourselves vulnerable.
1: Oh, my goodness. And
0: share with me. Where'd you go, boo? Where'd you go? Come back to me. Good Lord. So it never occurred to Eric that Nanette and Bill were anything more than business partners. And Eric is sitting down with Keith. And he says, I mean, why would I think they're romantic? Look at his age and look at her age. And Keith says, in Orange County,
1: hello. Oh, my gosh, Keith. <laughs> hello. We should also state that this is Keith's stomping ground. This is Keith's. This he knows.
0: He knows of which he speaks.
1: Newport Beach. Yeah. He lives mm-hmm.
0: in this area. So he knows. Hello. <laughs> and Keith Eric says, I guess I was just naive about it. So Keith says, when it comes to murder and relationships, sometimes two's company, three's emotive. Oh, good line. The night of the murder, Eric was with Nanette, he says, at a kid's soccer game. Then he went to work at a, as a bouncer at a club, which is very close to Bill's house. So the detectives ask him, do you have a gun? He says, no, I don't own any guns. Few minutes later, I did have a gun, but I haven't seen it in forever ago. I gave it oh my to gosh. my dad, I think. Few minutes later. Oh, yeah, I did buy another one to replace the gun I gave away. I'm not sure where it is. A few minutes later, I did that summer of the murder buy a Beretta, which is the kind of gun that killed Bill. Where is that gun? I have no idea. That's my statement. Okay. Don't. Okay. First of all, speaking of Beretta, listen to our Patreon episode on Robert Blake because it's wackadoo. Secondly, don't say that's my statement because I feel like it sounds like you're saying that's my story, which implies that it is in fact false, but it is what you are sticking to. That's my official statement.
1: Wink, wink. It sounds like you're guilty. Yeah, it sounds like you done the crime. If you say that, yeah, that is my st- and he like gets clamps up. He's like, "That's my statement. Mm-hmm. not going to get anything else out of me. Okay, man get a lawyer. What are you doing?
0: He doesn't ask for a lawyer and he tells Keith innocent people don't need lawyers. And Keith says, but you were lying to the police. So you're not innocent.
1: What is wrong with him? And
0: Eric's like, well, yeah, that's true. I was. I was. OK, so there, there's that. So maybe I should, in hindsight, I should have gotten a lawyer. He's like, I actually was not innocent because I was lying to the police. So Keith is asking us, did Eric know if he was in a love triangle? Did he try to get rid of his romantic rival? Did Nanette hold, literally hold the key to the whole thing? Uh-huh. On the day that Bill died, he drove from a house he owned in Vegas. That's house number three. Then he flew in a plane he owned to Orange County. Which I guess is how rich people roll. They just, they commute in planes that they fly. So then I love he, that. I love it. That, except I'm scared of heights and I wouldn't do it, but I love the glamour of it.
1: So, so glamorous.
0: Then he <sighs> calls Nanette. He says, I'm heading home. And then he goes home and he is killed. So the daughters start going through all of their dad's complicated financial papers. There was a lot going on with Bill. He had a failed real estate venture, at least one, maybe more. He had two houses in the desert. So that's four houses, I believe. He was low on funds, even though he was a millionaire. And there's a bunch of paperwork missing. There's bills missing, bank statements. So the sisters call Nanette.
1: Sorry, wait, wasn't he getting a $9 million settlement within a few, within a week? Yes. So what happens to that? settlement
0: well nanette is the trustee of the trust that holds his money so assuming that money would go straight into his trust
1: would it still go into his trust or is this something that if he is deceased it the guy doesn't have to pay
0: no i think it would still happen yeah if someone dies i think the court ruling still holds you still have to give it to somebody i think law call us
1: yeah. And so, and Nanette is in total control of the trust.
0: For some reason, Bill made Nanette in control of the trust that holds his money.
1: You have three children. Yeah. Put one of, oh, Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: So the daughters keep calling Nanette to try to say, hey, this paperwork is missing. This thing is missing. And she was hard to reach. Sometimes she would call them back. Sometimes she wouldn't call them back. And they were getting frustrated and suspicious in the will Bill left Nanette one million dollars in life insurance, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in cash, and the use of the beach house for a year. so it's a lot, but is it enough to kill for, considering how much he was worth? one million a hundred and fifty thousand in cash. And the use of the beach house for a year. One year. Only a year. He was kinda that? That
1: shade, He kinda knew what he was doing. I feel like So he didn't even leave her a house. And he had two properties in the desert? Two in the desert, two in Newport. Yeah. So she's not left any property. Right. Yeah. There you go.
0: So that is not enough to fund the lifestyle to which she had become accustomed. He had given her a lot of gifts. He had bought her cars and he had bought her plastic surgery. Unfortunately, we don't get to know what plastic surgery she had because I'm always curious. And he had bought a ton of stuff for her two kids. So the one daughter of Bill thinks that, well, Nanette couldn't have done it. She wouldn't have done it because he was worth more to her alive because she was getting so much money from him regularly. So at this point, we're seeing all these photos of Nanette and I am so confused as to who Nanette is. She looks completely different in every photo. Yeah. The motorcycle photo compared to the photo of her with the dark frizzy brown hair. It's, yeah. Honestly, her her skin tone, she looks like she might not even be the same race. She is switching. Yes. But it is so confusing. And I'm just like, who is she and how is she landing these rich men? Her? But it's, I I don't understand how it's the same person, the brown hair, curly hair, tan girl, and then the bleach blonde. I understand hair changes a lot, but it's like her whole face changes. Maybe that was the plastic surgery.
1: Right. She looks shockingly different, but she looks shockingly different sort of consistently throughout. And it's hard to clock it is to be like, oh, this is when the rhinoplasty happened. It's hard to go through and try to see what she was doing. I'm sure that there were things changing. Yes. But really, it just seems like new face who dis all the time.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So the daughters notice a $250,000 check that was written one day before the murder made out to Nanette. That's mm-hmm. a lot of money. And the signature of Bill looks forged. So the the, the daughters go to the detectives and they show them the check. So the detectives have the daughters call Nanette and tape the phone call. And she's saying, well, Bill gave me permission to sign his name on things, but that check he signed. But I did sign his name on a lot of things. And the daughter's saying he never let us sign his name. He let you sign his name. And she said, yeah, but that check he signed. So oh boy! then the police are very suspicious. They start looking through the financials and they find out that half a million dollars is missing. Then we jump back in time. We rewind and we go to a high school photo of her in Arizona. She looks again like maybe she's white. Then sometimes she looks like she's maybe not white. In high school, she looked white. She looks like Christy McNichol. She's like David, the David Cassidy shag haircut that's parted in the middle. But it's brunette.
1: It's not great. It's not a great look, but I don't know.
0: It's. She really does. Im- I have to give her credit because she fully embraces the style of whatever era she's in. She goes for it. She jumps in headfirst to that pool of crispy bangs or of shaggy hair or whatever it is. Tinted
1: sunglasses. Yeah, she, she is a lover of trends. Of trends. And so
0: her hair becomes sort of a visual time capsule of what year it is. Unfortunately, they are not always timeless looks. Something that is not going out of style Is eating right? No. Monk Pack Keto granola bars aren't just a trend. Their Keto granola bars contain just one gram of sugar, two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 140 calories. They're great for people eating keto or just trying to eat better while still having delicious snacks. They have a soft and chewy texture. Katie was right. The blueberry almond vanilla flavor is amazing i still love the honey nut and the coconut cocoa chip
1: they're all good they're all good
0: they're keto friendly they're gluten-free plant-based non-gmo with no soy trans fat sugar alcohols or artificial colors it's a perfect on-the-go snack like you're gonna appear on a southern california-based motorcycle show and the shot of you caressing the bike is going long or you're about to go work out with a trainer that you might ask to kill your boyfriend for you we're not sure. You need extra energy for those sort of things. My life is much less exciting than Annette, so I just take a Monk Pack bar with me when I'm going to walk around my neighborhood listening to true crime podcasts. It's fine. It's super glamorous. Try it for yourself and you'll see. We have a special deal for our listeners: get twenty percent off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code DATE DATELINE at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's backed with a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, just go to monkpack.com. That's M-U-N-K. P A C K dot com and select any product, then enter the code DATE DATE LINE at checkout and save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on.
1: And Monk Packed with flavor. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Is that the one you said last time? I like it. it. It wasn't. I like it. It's Monk Pack with flavor. That's great.
1: They are so good, guys. Check them out. We love them.
0: Thank you, Monk Pack. Thanks, Monk Pack. So, The truth about Nanette is starting to pour out. Surprise. She never got a college degree.
1: She which she said she got early. Why did she have to throw in early? Because it makes it more believable. Remember, if you learn how to lie, you put in little details
0: that make it. I would think adding these details would make people question it more. No, no. So she never got a college degree. She was divorced at 23 with two kids. So she set her sights on Newport Beach. And before Bill, before Eric, there was Tom. So Tom met Nanette at a nightclub. And six weeks later, they were moving into a new townhouse on the beach. She had actually found the place before she met a man. So basically, she found the townhouse and was like, I want to live there. I need to find a man that will purchase it for us. So then she found Tom And got him to buy it so they could move in together.
1: So she moved to Newport living just in a hotel or something?
0: Probably a small, yeah, acted like she had a lot of money.
1: Rented a room somewhere and then met him, scouted this apartment, said, I got to find someone to buy me that. She's very good. She has a
0: magic vision board like Oprah and The Secret. Remember The Secret? She saw that townhouse she manifested that life for herself and created it it's kind of impressive i have to say
1: kind of i
0: i wish i would was doing that she knows what she wants she goes for it but she also likes shortcuts so while she was dating tom tom finds an ad in the paper that says it's a photo of her and a totally different photo (laughs) She has different
1: person, different
0: person. She has poofy, poofy hair, a poofy dress. Like she's going to prom in the eighties and has pearls around. She's like designing women. It's Delta Burke. I don't know. It's very confusing. It was like, she's going to a debutante ball and the soft focus lighting, like the Liz Taylor white diamonds. And so the ad says, I'm looking for wealthy men only. I'm 25, five, five, 100 pounds.
1: Oh, you read it.
0: Yeah. Classy. It says she was classy. She wrote classy. Come on, guys. Come on. Like if I'm if you are describing yourself and you put classy as one of the words, I feel like you're not classy. Don't wouldn't classy. People put not they wouldn't think to put classy because they just are classy. Right. She says well-educated, adventurous, fun, and this is the most important part, knows how to take care of her man. You take care of me and I take care of you. So it's a sugar baby agreement,
1: which again. No, Kimberly, it's classy. It's classy.
0: Sorry, it's classy. There's no shame in that. But she was doing this while she was living with Tom. So there's maybe a little shame
1: shame in that. No, no, thank you.
0: Tom confronted her and she denies that it's her, even though there's a photo. But she can very well say it doesn't even look like me because it really doesn't. So soon she had moved on up to Bill, who was richer than Tom.
1: Wait, are we going to talk about Tom later? We, we're going to talk about Tom in Fashion Police. bringing us back to Tom later. I have something to say. So
0: yeah. t- she moves on to Bill. He's richer. He's dead now, unfortunately. Her key to the pedestrian gate is missing. Okay? Okay. As my mom would say, ding, ding, ding. The She likes saying that a lot. Whenever she, like picks up on what the aha moment is. She goes, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. So the detective thinks that it's her and Eric together. Two times they bring this case to the DA to try to prosecute these two. Two times the DA says, you haven't made your case. You don't have enough. However, they are able to arrest Annette, but not for murder. They arrest her for fraud and forgery. For all the check, and shady stuff with Bill's business dealings.
1: It was for Bill's. They don't state specifically that it was for Bill's and I was confused. Okay, got it. I believe it was for Bill's. I hope so. Okay.
0: So she gets a year in prison. She looks really glam in court in a white suit, blonde hair with roots. Her hairstyle is that half up, half down kind of poof. And it looks, she looks exactly like Sarah Michelle Gellar in Cruel Intentions. It was... Oh, like spot on.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: I I should do a side by side. I but I feel like I'm giving Sarah a bad name and I love Sarah. Leave Sarah Sarah. alone. Yeah. Yeah. So Eric waited for her while she was in prison. Shocking. Her?
1: Shocking.
0: Is she funny? I don't get it.
1: She's got that
0: thing. She has that magic witchy woman, that Kelly thing where she's like has that Je ne sais quoi.
1: We'll never know. I mean, I don't know. maybe you'll know someday. I, I will never know.
0: I don't think I have it. I think I would know by now if I had it.
1: I feel like we would both know if we, I feel like if you have it, you know. Yeah.
0: So when she gets out, though, she does not go back to Eric, even though he was waiting for her.
1: Shocking again.
0: <laughs> she moves on to an, a married, she marries a real estate mogul who is even richer than Bill. She keeps moving up the ladder somehow when she should be sliding down into the gutter. So yeah. now she, and now she has blonde curly hair like Anna Nicole Smith. It's strange. They have a baby girl.
1: This is when I first realized that she is younger than I thought she was. Yeah,
0: right? It's
1: Because I was like, wait, how old are you? I thought like at this point, I think she's 55 and she's not. But
0: that's the 80s, 90s thing to wear those suits and stuff, even when you were in your early 20s. And it kind of makes you look like a older working girl.
1: It it does. Like, how old is Sigourney Weaver supposed to be in that movie?
0: Right. 30? Maybe. I don't know.
1: How old is Melanie Griffith supposed to be? I
0: think in her 20s.
1: See, I think they're both 45. 45, right. And
0: not because their faces look old or anything, but it's because... No, it's just the look. They're dressed with
1: like pearls and suits. It's heavy makeup. It's heavy shoulder pads. It just ages. Yeah, it a ages person. you.
0: So she marries this real estate mogul. They have a child. Once again, she is driving fancy cars and living in a rich neighborhood. I actually know the neighborhood she moved into. It is where the very rich kids from my school went. And... How can you... Oh, how does she do this? She, I don't, who, what rich real estate mogul is marrying a woman straight out of prison for fraud and forgery? Yeah, he doesn't know.
1: No, she's not telling him. Yeah, he
0: doesn't know. So she has blonde hair and Keith says she's spending her money on clothes and lunches and hairdos. And I was like, horrible hairdos. I was, <laughs> I sound like I was drunk and like screaming things at the TV. Yeah, horrible hairdo. I was like, mystery science theater you tell her (laughs) horrible hairdo's keith morrison hey keith morrison have you seen bill Hader's impression of you it's really funny
1: oh my gosh okay wait a minute though
0: i wasn't drunk how is she how how never mind who how her her it's
1: very confusing she's an incredible liar
0: so then she meets someone else while she's married to the real estate developer another bill second bill she divorces the real estate mogul and agrees to receive, this kind of hurts my stomach.
1: No, I don't want to talk about
0: it. $17,000 a month in child support for their one baby that they had.
1: $17,000. But how does she get that if she's marrying someone else, marrying this other bill? Did she not marry this second bill? She... Because doesn't alimony kind of go away if you'd marry someone? I think
0: it depends on your... But yeah, I usually should. Or maybe it still goes for a certain number of years. Maybe it depends because this other guy didn't have as much money. The other guy is less wealthy than the the real estate guy. So at this point, we see a photo of her holding the baby, which I should say for B-roll, but I'm not going to save
1: for. You're going to save it for B-roll. Okay, I'm
0: saving it for B-roll. Did you see the photo? Come on. (laughs) Okay, so the the new bill doesn't have millions why did she marry him we don't know he's, love, he's handsome love handsome
1: so Be, bet me money
0: they mar when they married so she did marry him he signs a prenup that she could keep all the money she got from marriage number two and then keith goes or was it marriage number three I loved it that was shade okay And then he says, anyways, the real estate mogul, you know.
1: I loved it. Keith is... Because I honestly couldn't remember either. Which marriage was it? Yeah.
0: Losing track. So Eric moves on with his life, got married, has kids, got divorced, made that show that never got going, which was Shade. And then we see him. He played a big, scary bad guy. And it cuts to him saying, I just have a different interpretation of the law to the camera. And I didn't understand, was it a reality show or not? Regardless, it never got going. So it's fine.
1: Poor guy. Poor guy.
0: Bill's kids try to do things in the community and to do things better. And Keith says sort of the opposite of Nanette.
1: The kids going out into the world and doing these amazing humanitarian acts. In
0: juxtaposition to how Nanette lives
1: unbelievable yeah so the way
0: they did this yeah their dad bill raised them he was raised with like not a lot of money and so he raised them to go to retirement homes when they were kids and put on talent shows and keith says how unusual and um they would go to build libraries in the third world they would build orphanages in africa they did these amazing things Unfortunately, five years after the murder, the brother, who never really recovered from the drunk driving accident, drowns in a drowning accident, dies in a drowning accident. Horrible. So now it's just the two sisters and they stick together and they want to preserve their dad's name by doing great things. They are sure that Nanette and Eric are the killers, but they just make peace with the fact that they're never going to be held accountable and they're just going to move on with their lives.
1: Probably best. But boy, is that hard to do. Yeah.
0: So that might have been the end of the story. But for him.
1: Stop. We have had a number of episodes in a row with him.
0: This is a good him.
1: For the first time in a long time, we have him.
0: Him. Period. Is better than him?
1: Right. No question mark.
0: 2021 has been the year of him. But this
1: is. This is him. Him.
0: And it's like said with like a. Oh, boy. Him.
1: It is. And then we see a gentleman coming out of the water like Bo Derek in 10 (laughs) with basically water dripping like a Baywatch (laughs) moment. That was incredible. I mean, they did almost slow-mo on that part. And- we know this gentleman. We have
0: seen him correct? many, many times on Dateline. He's also been on 2020 and a bunch of shows. He is Orange County Prosecutor Matt Murphy. He is quite handsome and debonair, and he's also a surfer. So we see him surfing. The whole rest of the episode is juxtaposed with, I said that word already. I don't know why I keep saying that word, interspersed with footage of him surfing b-roll footage and it's great and at one point the camera is mounted to the surfboard so it's like a close-up shot of him paddling out
1: whose idea was that
0: i don't know but it was a good shot also monk pack bars would be perfect for a day out prosecuting and surfing take it with you put it in your briefcase when you're prosecuting put it in your bag when you go surfing
1: is matt murphy still operating could we send him some monk pack he
0: is still he's never gonna stop
1: Oh, okay i think that might have been matt murphy's idea
0: It's totally, Uh, I think
1: he might've said, I have a GoPro. Yeah. Let's try this out. Oh no, wait, this is a long time ago.
0: No. 2012, they had GoPros then.
1: They did. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah. I think it could have been his idea because he does so many of these shows and they're probably mostly boring walk and talks and B-roll of him writing things and doing lawyer things like with files. And so he's like, I want to get out and surf.
1: But have we seen him do this before? Have we seen this B-roll before? No. It, like, felt very familiar to Maybe me. Maybe
0: you've seen the episode before, but I don't believe we've seen no. him surf before. Okay. All right. So, but it's, correct me if I'm wrong. Cold case investigators had found some new things. Nanette and Eric had been looking at very nice homes and they told the realtor they were about to come into some
1: money. Mm.
0: I feel like that's just hearsay, but still it's not a good idea if you're about to murder someone to tell everyone that you're about to come into some money.
1: What realtor remembers this from 14 years ago, though? I ask you, if he's coming in now and doing all this research, who remembers a couple coming to the house unless they like were making out in one of the bathrooms. Why would you remember them? Maybe
0: that was told to the police years before, but they just lost it. And then the investigators found the piece of paper that said it.
1: Okay. I don't know. Maybe that might be it. All right.
0: A businessman who had heard from Nanette before the murder that she was going to have tons of money to invest with him. So she's just telling everyone. And then there's this woman who lived in the Melrose Place style building, just not quite as nice, with Eric, not as roommates, but they both lived in the building and they would chat by the pool. One day, Eric was really angry that Bill, Nanette's boss, he thought he was her boss, tried to R her. So he was in a rage. He was so mad at the boss. After the murder, Eric seeks out this neighbor woman and says, hey, if the police come by, just tell him I'm a nice guy. And the neighbor's like, oh, my God, Eric, I don't know you that well. This is really awkward. I don't even want to know if you had anything to do with this. And he looks at her and he smiles and he says, maybe I did. Maybe I didn't.
1: He thinks he's real cool.
0: He thinks he's he was saving that line for his next audition tape. So Matt Murphy wants to move forward. Like Katie said, it's 14 years after the murder. They finally arrest Nanette for murder. And her OC friends are standing by her saying she's generous and she's a kind neighbor and blah, blah, blah.
1: But they don't want you to know who they are. Yeah. So they don't save their names. I loved that. Yeah.
0: They also arrest Eric. And he has been sitting down with Keith and he's telling Keith it wasn't Eric Naposki who shot Bill McLaughlin. Don't talk about yourself in the third person. I hate that. And then he says, "Matt Murphy is wrong. I'd swear on my children that I didn't do this." Oof,
1: that's big. Big.
0: And Keith says, "Did Eric do it? Was Nanette part of it, or was Matt, or was Matt Murphy in over his head?" Cut to
1: surfing montage.
0: Cut to Matt Murphy wiping out on his surfboard. It's so good. He just does. He does this full on like flip in the air and he's just out. He's down. I would be done after that. I would be like, did everyone see that? I just almost died. I'm done. I don't have the stick-to-itiveness to keep on going that surfers do.
1: They wipe out all the time.
0: I know. They're used to it. I would be like, that's it. Water up my nose. Peace out.
1: Oh, yeah. If you're scared of water. Yeah, you can't do that.
0: So Eric's trial started. And Matt Murphy's looking good in his suit and he smiles at the jury and says, good afternoon. And they all giggle and swoon like, oh, Matt Murphy. And they don't do that. But I'm imagining they're doing that.
1: I'm not a fan of that. You don't
0: like that. Good afternoon.
1: We've had this conversation before. <laughs> good afternoon. <laughs> but I'm also grumpy about, you know, confident, mildly good looking men. So that's just what happens. I'm just grumpy.
0: Mildly. How dare you?
1: I'm. He's like generally considered attractive. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: So Matt says that Eric was the trigger man. He had copied keys. He had been doing target practice. He had bought an expensive gun. Then it's Nanette's turn. Her hair is now black brown in a ponytail with a scrunchie with a blonde stripe down one side like Cruella DeVille. I kind of like that, actually. A lot of women have that look and I like it. It's stylish. It's
1: black and blonde because it's growing out from blonde.
0: But just one side, one stripe.
1: I didn't see the one stripe. She must have somehow done that in prison.
0: It's on the other side of her head. It's on the other side of her head than she was facing.
1: Are you sure that's not gray hair?
0: No, I'm positive.
1: Okay. No idea how she did that.
0: So Matt says she was insatiably, insatiably. You got it. I did say it was one of those days. Insatiably greedy. She stole, in the month of October... $480,000. Oh,
1: my
0: gosh. In the month of October alone. And she had been siphoning kind of the whole time she was with Bill.
1: But not like half a million dollars siphoning. Right. So
0: she asked Eric to kill Bill. Again, don't say that. Before he caught on. So that's she was worried that he was going to catch her with all this stealing. Eric's defense says Eric didn't do it. 18 minutes before the murder, he was at a payphone at a Denny's a few towns over. But the phone bill that would have proved it was him was lost. Also, were there cameras? I don't understand. How do you say that? How do you how do you say you just say it and
1: just expect they're going to buy it?
0: They're not going to ask for receipts. Yes, they will. It's a court. You you have
1: to. You have to give receipts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand. It's
0: like the dog trainer whose paperwork flew away in the wind when he put it on top
1: of his car. You could literally say anything. I was at, you know, I was uh, at Disneyland. I I was at Olive Garden having. Yeah.
0: But I lost my ticket.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What do you? Oh, my goodness. Okay.
0: So if you're in the middle of Disneyland, it takes forever to get out. So through the parking lot and through the crowds, you're not killing someone.
1: Do they think that the jury bought it just because how specific it was? Again, we go back to lying with specific. Yeah. If you're specific. He
0: had the fruity, tooty, fresh and fruity. or is that I have. And he was, you that's,
1: know. No, that's Denny's. But did he have a receipt from Denny's? Did he have, did he eat at the restaurant? Because payphone means, also, why were you on a payphone? Oh, it's 94. Okay. All right.
0: So they think the Eric's team thinks that Nanette did it. At this point, Eric has a clean shaved head like Mr. Clean, but I can't remember what it was before. He's one of those people that I just maybe it was always like that. Yes. Okay. it was always
1: like that. It was always shaved or extremely short. We don't really see him with hair besides maybe one time. Yeah.
0: So Nanette's trial, they say she's innocent and Eric did it on his own out of jealousy about Bill. So they're both made
1: me very nervous. They're both
0: blaming it on each other.
1: Because I could see how with a really good defense attorney, I mean, that's reasonable doubt, right? Right. It could be. Yeah. Made me very nervous.
0: Her defense attorney. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah. This guy.
0: This guy with a Scottish accent.
1: Oh, I couldn't place it, to be honest.
0: Maybe Scottish, something in that region, maybe.
1: Was trying to sound American, so made it worse. Because then I it was confusing. Yeah.
0: I wanna say he has a Pierce Morgan sort of vibe to him, and he's sort of just like, I'm gonna say douchey things and it's gonna make me seem likeable and honest. And he kind of has that face. So he's telling the jury listen, hate her as much as you want. I hate her. She's terrible. She's the worst. She's a thief. She's a liar. She's a cheat. She's a I don't know if I can say this word on the podcast.
1: I have no idea what the word is.
0: Okay, so sometimes it's bleeped out and sometimes it wasn't. So when I f- couldn't hear it. First saw the episode, it was bleeped out and I was trying to mouth read and lip read and it looks like they were saying see you next Tuesday.
1: I'm sorry. Keith also has his mouth blurred. In the episode, so you can't. I yeah.
0: also have the episode on my DVR because it aired on, on. So what's the? Just saying, the first time I did the recap, I thought the first letter was a C, but it turns out the first letter is an S. Is it S L U T? Yes,
1: it is. Okay, so did you watch this episode with the captions on? No. From Peacock. No. Okay, so you wouldn't know that the captions say a thief, a liar, a cheese. <laughs> a cheese. Yeah. She's a cheese. I'm going to try to get a screenshot of it. Okay, I love it. A cheese. And unfortunately, when it says a cheese on the screen and you hear him say it, it sounds like he's saying cheese. So my question to you was, is he saying cheat, which is what you said, or cheat? Yes, cheat. Tease. Cheat. I wrote down cheat. But is it possible he's saying tease? It's possible. So I don't think she's a tease, though. I think she's a cheat. Why did the uh, person who did the captions write cheese? It sounds like he's saying
0: cheese. Sometimes they auto do it and it comes up with weird things. Maybe they thought she was Marjorie in the attic with 400 pounds of attic cheese.
1: I'm telling you, it sounds like he says cheese. He has an accent, Katie. But it was really good. I was really excited because she's a thief, a liar, and a cheese. She's such a cheese. She's a cheese. I thought, oh. And now
0: we know she's a, S- a SL. So, so Keith sits down with this defense attorney and he says in the night, he's Keith, you know, so he thinks he's a gentleman. He is a gentleman. So he leans in and he's, he leans in to the defense attorney and his voice gets really quiet and he says, it seems to me that you called her an SLUT and he says the word but he's like uncomfortable it seems to me he he whispers it and the lawyer says i'm sure i did i can't just ignore the worst parts of her just because she's all of that doesn't make her a murderer so then he says a million dollars to her is nothing it's a pittance it she was he was worth 55 million dollars i don't know if that's true and then he says her long term plan is not to be with a deadbeat loser wannabe NFL player. Whoa! And Keith says that's harsh, and Piers Morgan says it's the truth. Wow! So he calls his his calls his own client an SL, and he calls Eric a deadbeat loser wannabe NFL player. Okay. Wow! I love I love it. We never. I just I love it. It was such a. For a breath of fresh air. This guy. So it's honesty. You know, I, I like a defense attorney who tells us how it is. So
1: I like a defense attorney who doesn't like his client. I
0: love that. That's my favorite when they don't like their client. Yeah. And you can tell that's my
1: favorite. And you can tell. Yeah.
0: So Matt Murphy says Nanette was scared that Bill would find out that she was cheating with Eric and break up with her or find out that she was stealing. So she would either be, like, sent to jail or she would be broke and not with Bill. So it was a motive on steroids. And I wish at this point he had said, which Eric clearly is on. (gasps) Eric's big.
1: Yeah, Eric is really big. But I don't understand. Keith actually makes a really good argument because Keith says that the money wasn't that good that she got. She didn't have a big gain from him dying.
0: But he was probably going to find out about how much she had been stealing and she had been more reckless with the stealing. So what's better than nothing and going right. to jail
1: for stealing? Possibly for embezzlement, taking you're right. a big yeah.
0: chunk of money and just going away and killing him. And then you at least have some money. It's not enough to last you the rest of your life in Orange County, but it is a lot of money. And
1: well, it's enough to get you through until you find your next husband.
0: To find your next husband. Exactly. Exactly. So both Nanette and Eric are found guilty. Keith says after conviction, the oddest thing happened. An epilogue, if you like. Ah. So Eric calls Matt Murphy from jail. I don't know how often that happens. I wouldn't take the call. No. Matt takes the call. He tells Matt Murphy that he's finally ready to tell the truth. And he sits down with Dateline. He tells Dateline the truth too. Bear in mind, he's told like eight versions of the truth so far. He did the gun thing,
1: but that's just lot. Li- yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: And he thought that Bill was the boss. And I mean, I guess it's mainly one story, but some lies in there. So okay. he still says I didn't do the crime, but I have I I did know about the crime. So this is a big difference. He says, Nanette had asked me to kill Bill, but I said no. And she found a different guy to do it. But I gave him the gun. I bought a gun.
1: Well, he put her in touch with He him. put
0: her in touch with the new hitman. With the hitman. And he bought a gun and gave it to the hitman to use. Or he gave it to Nanette as a gift and she gave it to the hitman to
1: use. He gave it to Nanette as a gift. And she gave it to the hitman.
0: Yeah. So Matt doesn't believe him because the story has changed so many times. Did you? I kind of do, actually.
1: It's actually what I thought happened.
0: For some reason, his, I swear on the life of my children that I didn't pull the trigger. Even though he was lying about knowing about all of it, I still kind of think he didn't actually do the killing.
1: I don't think he did. Yeah. I don't think that you go from just like, being like a wannabe actor or whatever, he
0: doesn't. Well, you do. We've seen that before.
1: Sure. He didn't read his psychopath. Right. To me. He seemed like the kind of guy that would want to keep his hands clean.
0: What if Nanette had said he tried to R me and
1: attack me? I still think he would have someone else do it. Have someone
0: else do it. He seems kind of like he doesn't. Yeah, you're right. He doesn't want to do the dirty work himself. I get the same vibe that you do, that he would be like, "Uh, I'm going to hire someone to do that. I'm scared to do that.
1: I don't think everyone can imagine looking someone in the face and shooting them.
0: And doing it. But to hire someone is a whole different story. It gives you this like level of self-delusion that you're not totally responsible for it. And it make tricks you into a false sense of like, okay, I'm okay. I didn't actually do it. So I can see making that decision instead of actually doing it.
1: Right. And that's why I think that comment to the neighbor was so important that he says, what did he say exactly? Tell
0: tell them I'm a nice guy.
1: No, no, I may have. Or I'm, what was the line that he said? I'm. Maybe she, I did. Maybe I didn't. When she asked him if he had something to do with it. That makes me think, yeah, I had something to do with it. I didn't do it. So I'm not that I'm not a bad. I'm not that bad guy. I'm a different kind of bad guy, so he can live with himself. But the fact that
0: he was smiling and playing with that moment makes me hate him because a man was still dead.
1: But it's also a different sort of playing with that moment is only possible because he didn't actually shoot him and went in his house, you know? I think he might be a little... This isn't like an ex-combat person. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. No,
0: I totally get what you're saying. Yeah.
1: So I just think I... My gut is that he is actually telling the truth.
0: I kind of think he is too. Yeah.
1: They hired someone. And that's why also that huge amount of money was taken in October. The the $428,000. To pay the hitman. I think they paid a hitman a lot of money. And I think that hitman got those keys jammed, got confused. He did a terrible job. Yeah. But I think there was a, I think it was a hit job. I think you're right. He's still going to go to prison. It doesn't matter. Eric's still in jail, but I don't think Eric actually the pulled the trigger
0: nanette's attorney scottish pierce morgan says that he doesn't buy it because what hitman doesn't have his own gun and i thought i bet a lot of hitman want to use someone else's gun so it won't be traced back to them
1: 100 percent. that's pretty smart actually i think it's really smart yeah
0: so eric sits in jail and thinks that nanette is the worst type of person she can lie to you make love to you and kill you in the same week and not even cry at the funeral And she was my girlfriend. And that's why I'm here. So he hates Nanette now.
1: He also seems to kind of hate himself, which is all right with me. It's fine. I think he needs to do some really long
0: soul searching in prison.
1: He's got a lot of time. I hope he does something good. In prison. Get your act together. Yeah. I hope you do something. Take a page out of these children's books. I feel like like he's
0: salvageable to do something okay with his life in prison. Nanette, I don't feel like is salvageable as a human being.
1: I... I think she may have, like, no soul. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure about. Yeah. She's pretty vapid. Yeah.
0: So Bill's daughter, great. We love Bill's children. She flies around in little planes like he did, and she lives for others. She looks for the light. She tries to make the world a better place and to give to those who are less fortunate. And she says her dad is an angel on one shoulder, and her brother is an angel on the other. And it's really so touching. They were great, the daughters.
1: It was really, really sweet. I have one quotable quote from this episode, and it was that pass goodness forward, make this world a better place. What a great sentiment to pass to your children. That's exactly what, mm-hmm. and he would be so proud of them. He
0: would be, absolutely. Yeah.
1: That's really cool. But it
0: makes me confuse as to why he fell for Nanette because she had such an opposite spirit of charity that he instilled in his children. But maybe she thought he thought she did because she helped take care of his son. And she was a single mom raising two kids. So maybe he thought.
1: Where are the children? Where where are, are the children? Wait, she was married when she was young, right? At like 18.
0: So now she has, no, 23, she got divorced. So maybe her family or his, the original daddy has those two kids. And then. Okay, they're okay. Then the realtor mogul must
1: have that baby girl. Yeah, he's got that baby. Yeah, and he's older. Was he older as well? He was much older. Good luck, single dad. Good for you. Go get it. So he might have. He's rich. He's fine. So he's he's
0: rich (laughs) and white in Orange County. He's doing just fine with the ladies. So we have a podcast promo for you from another show. Did I say that right? We want to share with you our new friend, Jules, at Riddle Me That Podcast. This podcast is awesome. I've kind of been binging it the last week, and it's really good. So specifically, this promo is about their episodes on Baby Jacob, which is a horribly sad story. But for some reason, the way they're talking about it is super entertaining, and it's like listening to friends talk about crime, and it's just very interesting. Jules also has one about a girl who disappeared on a Disney cruise. It's so fascinating. I know
1: that story. It's so
0: fascinating.
1: Oh, I'm curious. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to take a listen so to that.
0: So check out the baby Jacob one and all of Jules's stories on Riddle Me That podcast.
2: Hi, I'm Jules from Riddle Me That True Crime.
3: I'm Robin Warder from The Trail Went Cold, and Jules and I want to tell you a little bit about a case that means a great deal to us. The death of nine-month-old baby Jacob Landine on April the 10th, 1987 in Socorro, New Mexico.
2: The day prior to his death on April 9th, baby Jacob was being watched by his mother, Brenda's new boyfriend, John, not his real name, in his mobile home on 1453 Fatima Drive. While John was babysitting Jacob, Jacob would incur what would be his second head injury in a period of weeks. The prior head injury was a subdural hematoma or brain bleed, and it was serious enough that it needed to be lanced to take pressure off baby Jacob's brain while being monitored by doctors over the course of several days.
3: The circumstances surrounding how Jacob was injured and subsequently died are murky at best, with the suspect giving multiple versions of the events of the day, ranging from Jacob choking and accidentally hitting his head while trying to dislodge a cookie, to Jacob falling and John returning to see the injured infant.
2: The suspect also reportedly confessed to officers that he was indeed responsible, but there is no paper or audio record of this confession in the police file. The reasons given by the DA for not pursuing the case are confusing as well, with one of the reasons being that they were worried that John would file charges against the state.
3: It was the opinion of the doctors that baby Jacob was struck in the head and this was no accident. In the years to follow, John goes on to sexually abuse young Eric, as well as physically abusing his mother Brenda and emotionally abusing and isolating them both, making the world very small.
2: During the autopsy, layers of abuse seem to be present. A healing rib fracture from around the time of the first head injury is also discovered. It's impossible to say exactly when the injury took place, but what is clear is that someone was abusing young Jacob, and that person was most likely John.
3: Eric Landine, Jacob's brother, has been fighting to get justice for him. However, he faces some obstacles, such as the statute of limitations of six years on second-degree murder that State Representative Bill Ream has petitioned to have overturned.
2: Join Robin and I, as well as criminologist Dr. Ashley Wellman, an investigative expert, a legal expert, a forensic psychiatrist, as well as Jacob's brother, Eric, as we explore all angles of this case and try to bring awareness, understanding, and hopefully, ultimately, justice for Jacob.
3: The series starts on March the 1st. Tune in on your favorite podcast app.
1: Very cool. Check them out, guys. Riddle me this?
0: Nope. Riddle me that.
1: Riddle me this, riddle me that. Riddle me this. Who says that? Oh, I the know. Riddler. Okay. No, it's uh, Fifi O'Hara, All Stars 2, RuPaul's Drag Race. When she enters the workroom, she's wearing like a Riddler costume. Riddle me this, riddle me that. And I can't remember what the second thing that she says. <laughs> Something, now I'm back. Oh, nice. But she's always the villain. Poor Fifi.
0: Thank you, Jules. Thank you for swapping with us. Everyone check out Riddle Me That. We have to dedicate this episode to Olivia A. and Stephanie C.
1: We have to? You made it sound very important. We have to. Did they threaten you?
0: No, they did not. I was never threatened. Olivia and Stephanie are lovely people and they're Patreons and we cannot do anything without our Patreons. Like literally this podcast would not exist. So we are so thankful we wish you many years
1: of... We wish you a good morrow.
0: Where are you going with this? I don't know. I was trying to think of something to tie it into the episode. Uh,
1: May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always be at your back.
0: I hope no one ever calls you any words that the lawyer calls people. And I hope that you never appear on a show about motorcycles called American Thunder.
1: And I hope the only cheese in your life is the good kind of cheese That you buy at the store, the fancy cheese,
0: not the Marjorie 400 pounds of government cheese in the attic
1: or the good string cheese, because as I've come to realize over the last two years, there is good string cheese Mm -hmm. and there is plastic string cheese.
0: I bought the wrong kind. I remember last year. I remember the moment I had it the texture felt wrong. I tasted it. I spit it. I spat it out on the floor. It spat. It just spat everywhere. And then I tossed it and it, I felt like I wasted money and I felt like I was it's a upsetting. terrible person.
1: And you don't know. Well, I have, if it makes you feel any better, I bought the giant bag of the wrong one. Oh, that's terrible. And I'm working through it, trying to pretend that it tastes like cheese. See,
0: I would, I'm, you're a better person than I am. Cause you're still working through. I should have given it to a dog or something.
1: No, you can't give a dog plastic cheese. That's not right. What are you doing? You love animals. They love cheese. Dogs love cheese. They don't like plastic cheese.
0: They would have loved. They don't have discerning palates. Sargento, I feel like, is the good cheese.
1: Very good. Cheese heads. Very good.
0: Mm, I haven't tried that.
1: I'm not going to say the other brands, but maybe I'll mention it in brands being unhappy with Dateline. I'll (laughs) slip it in. See if you can catch it. Olivia and Stephanie. Olivia and Stephanie, thank you. Tell us what you think about Eric. Do you think that Eric did this crime? Is he doing the time for the crime? Or is he doing the time for the wrong crime? Yeah,
0: we're going to base our decision on what you guys say.
1: Let us know what you think. Thank you so much. Thank you, Olivia and Stephanie.
0: We love you guys. We love all our patrons.
1: listenership.
0: Thank you. Also, one last note is we have some new merch that Grace from Spooky podcast spooky kid podcast couldn't get out spooky kid podcast also she designed our website where the bingo cards are she had created a shirt that says royally ticked and a shirt that says take the lamb and so they are on t public the links are in our bio on instagram and twitter thank you check them out can we do b-roll because there's so much good b-roll but we already talked about the couch i'm really glad that you agree with me on the couch it's already on on our social media go check it out. You can't miss it. It's a couch with pastel pillows stacked like books on a bookshelf, stacked in that direction.
1: Fascinating. Okay, so the baby picture.
0: It reminded me so much of Samira Frosch. So much. Samira Frosh from the episode in the pool, the bottom of the pool with the flip-flop. She had the two girls that she would parade around town in the craziest feather headdresses and carriages that were dressed up like yeah,
1: like matching Mardi Gras outfits.
0: And there was like lions at their birthday party. It was just insane.
1: It was like full baby showgirls. It was great. It was toddlers and tiaras times 10. It was fantastic. Um,
0: and they would walk through Times Square all dressed up and people would take pictures with them. This is just tacky.
1: This girl, I love it that she keeps saying she's classy and it's just straight up the opposite. Mm-hmm. Who's got the class song on the Housewives? Luann. Luann,
0: Countess Luann de Lesseps. Money Can't Buy You Class.
1: Yeah. Point proven. Let's keep
0: So explain the picture of the baby.
1: The baby is adorable. This is Nanette and... Real estate moguls, not Bill. Is
0: his name Bill, too? No, I think he wasn't a Bill. The next guy
1: was a Bill. Yeah, so he's a different gentleman. Real estate mogul. Their little baby has one of those. It's like a headband that goes around the head that you put on a baby. You know, it's that little satiny Mm -hmm. elastic thing. And instead of like a fascinator side, maybe it has a tiny flower. But then stuck into the headband is an American Express card.
0: Charge it. I'd like to charge this baby, please.
1: Is the baby? Do you
0: take Amex here? Is, does she go shopping with the baby and then she just pulls out the Amex out of the headband? I think it was done as a joke picture, but the fact that they used it on the Dateline is such shade that they're throwing in net.
1: It's really good. It really is so tacky. It's so well done
0: Dateline for choosing that photo to show.
1: Because we didn't get a lot of tacky pictures of her. Not as many as I would have thought. I mean, her
0: hairstyle was tacky, but It's not
1: really, because at the time it's not like you can't.
0: Of the time it was appropriate. Yeah. She's always looked put together
1: because people are going to say, like, for the friend's haircut. Oh, absolutely. haircut's tacky, you know, but at the time that is the haircut. Yeah. You know,
0: there is so. Oh, so maybe I'm jumping ahead to fashion police
1: Then there's a that's fine. I have something.
0: There's a photo of her with roses and so much baby's breath in the bouquet with a red ribbon tied around it. It did feel just very 90s. And she has a bumpet, And it was just pure excellence. She looked kind of like Jesse from Saved by the Bell. I say a lot of people look like Jesse from Saved by the Bell.
1: Because she's the epitome. That's it. The only fashion police I had was Tom, the boyfriend.
0: The one who was walking with Keith on the beach. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: He uh, looked richer than any of the men that we, rich men we had in the episode. But he was not. Right. And I couldn't figure out why. It's that white shirt, black suit combo. Mm, It is classy. That's a classy look. That's a classy look. It's a crisp white shirt, like super white. And just the right number of buttons undone. It was like the top and the second, just no chest hair at all. No chest showing at all. Oh,
0: God, no. He is the opposite of Andrew from 90 Day Fiance.
1: And then a well-fitting black suit. And I was like, well, there you go. That is a class. You look like you have tons of money.
0: I feel like Mank wears that outfit sometimes, but Mank does have tons of class.
1: He is super classy. He's super
0: class a. De class a.
1: And he also has a pocket square. So that just amps it. This guy, no pocket square.
0: But I know what you're saying. It did look classy and rich, even though he was of the lower tier of the men that she was dating. Dressed for the job you want. It 100%. And that's kind of Nanette's thing. That's basically what Nanette did. Yeah. A kind of...
1: I've kind of she went to those bars.
0: Look to Nanette. Do as Nanette. What would Nanette do? W W N D.
1: Oh lord. She knew exactly how to do this. Yeah. Each husband like she knew how to find them, she knew how to rope them in, she knew. And each one of them said what the, it, Keith asked all of them, what were you attracted? And they all the first thing out of their mouth is she's smart, she's intelligent. By the way, that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But
0: educated they all say educated because she really worked that.
1: I think she was charming. Mm-hmm. I think. And she came off very smart. Mm-hmm. I would like to hear her speak because I would like to know what her voice sounds like. Because sometimes it's just if your voice sounds a certain way, you sound like you know what you're talking about more than, yeah. you know.
0: Unfortunately, we don't have the, that thing and we have a podcast.
1: Correct. Yeah. That's but Unfortunate. Nanette Thank goodness Nanette did not go into the podcast game. Also, we don't know. She what would have
0: a legion fight? of people fighting to get her out of jail. It would be like that that TV show with Kevin Bacon.
1: The following. The following. Yeah, I yeah. forgot about that show. That's not on anymore. I liked that show. No, that was a good show. I, I liked that first season. Yeah. Did I like the second season? Don't want second
0: season is not as good. I think. Yeah. Yeah. MVPs are for sure the daughters.
1: Oh yeah, they're and I'm sorry. The daughters' names are one was Kim, and one was Kim and Jenny. Jenny. They were great.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I have a loser who is not a killer. I mean, if Eric is not a killer, then he's the loser of the week. I'm going to put the Scottish D-bag attorney in the middle. I I know he's I don't know what to say about he was entertaining to me.
1: He got her convicted.
0: He didn't do a great job, but he was entertaining on Dateline. And I think that's all he cared about because he'll maybe get some clients from that. And I feel like he cares that he has swag now around the office.
1: Is he gonna get clients from cause he called his <laughs> he called her a bad name? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Will he? Will it backfire? We'll never know.
0: But he's certainly gonna like someone's gonna buy him drinks at the bar and they're gonna say, Hey, saw you on Dateline, and he's gonna just love that.
1: How old is this episode though?
0: It, it, they're not gonna see it now, yeah. Unless they watch it on Peacock. But in in twenty twelve. He had some clout around the office for like a week and he milked it. Oh, yeah. So for sure. Good for
1: him. Or he tried to play it off because he didn't think he came off well.
0: <laughs> That's true. Oh, don't watch that. Don't watch it.
1: Yeah. Or he tried to be like, you know, they're they're not professional. He tried to make up something, some baloney. Twisted my words. You could see that, right? Yeah. The editing.
0: Uh-huh. The editing. It was
1: all the editing. Yeah. Wrong titles.
0: Oh, boy. Keys to a Murder?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great title.
0: The Real Murders of Orange County, but that's already a show. It actually already is a show.
1: The Real Murders of Orange County? Yeah. Who makes that show?
0: I think it's that ID. Or no, I'm not sure. It was like a short-lived show.
1: What about The Real Housewives of San Joaquin Prison? There you go. So that's what she is now.
0: Deadbeat loser wannabe NFL player and a SLUG. The love story between... I don't
1: know. (laughs) I loved it. That's good.
0: The one where Keith says the
1: S word. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what he said because it was blurred and I couldn't see it. And I was like,
0: I I first thought it was see you next Tuesday and I was shook it.
1: I thought it was something that bad because I feel like they would just say B word. Right. If it was the other thing, he would say you called her the B word. And he didn't. I don't know. That was weird to me. I hope it was that word. No, it definitely was that word. Definitely was. Okay. Okay. Because
0: I, it's on my TV, and then I, no, no, Nanette, which is a Broadway musical.
1: Oh, there you go. No, no, Nanette, don't do it. Don't you do it? What about Nanette Thief Liar Cheese Expletive? <laughs> I love it. As her new last name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. What about the cheese stands alone? <laughs> and then what about for Eric's new show, Newport Forty to Life?
0: <laughs> what? Uh, Drop the mic.
1: I was not really, but it's a, it's like a drop the mic and catch it. I like it. No, I like it. I really like it. (sighs) I do. I like it. That was one during the episode. So I get points for that. Oh, that's, that's super impressive. I didn't catch Newport 40 and I'm still confused. What is Newport 40?
0: Well, they have a lot of those, the top 40 to watch under 40. You know, they have, like, I remember reading those articles in the magazines that come to my parents' house, the Newport whatever magazine. And I remember there being like the top 40 under 40. So I don't know if it was one of those kind of things.
1: How is he a top 40 under 40 though? Is it because he was like the top trainer? Was he like a really good gym Maybe person? he was
0: upcoming. Kind of could be impressive. Maybe in 10 years. Oh, good Lord. I don't know. We're, we're okay. so very
1: confused. Thank you everybody for
0: listening. Thank you. Please consider becoming a part of our Patreon community. Any level of support helps. You can start at the $2 level. At the $5 level, you get bonus episodes every month. And it's always a really good episode. Like we pick crazy ones.
1: And it's coming. It's coming.
0: And Mm -hmm. recaps of 90 Day Fiance and Drag Race. And Katie does her makeup on YouTube. It's really fun. That's at the $10 level. And we do YouTube live chats that are really, really fun.
1: And that's coming up this weekend. Yeah.
0: And we chat and you can, we tell funny stories and we talk to you guys in the chats. It's really fun.
1: And we have a special thing we're doing for this live chat. So be sure not to miss it.
0: Ooh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And please, if you do one thing, one thing, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.
1: Still stay safe out there, guys. Wear a mask. And let's end with what Bill's words were to his daughters. Remember to pass goodness forward to make this world a better place. And take care of those less fortunate than yourself.
0: And only buy
1: Sargento string cheese. Oh, amen to that. Or cheese heads.
0: Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Katie is the one pushing that. If you don't like it, I never said it. I haven't tried it yet, so I can't vouch for it.
1: And you you don't trust my opinion on cheese?
0: No, I do. You did buy me a lot of good cheese for my birthday one year. So we had- Yeah,
1: I know about cheese.
0: I trust. Okay, I trust. She went to a fancy cheese shop and everything. That's the type of story we tell on our YouTube
1: lives for Patreon. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All ties in. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye.